I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. Soccer plays on Saturday. Volleyball visits Arkansas State looking to get the taste out of their mouths of that first Sun Belt series that they had. But first, let's start with football. After wins at UAB and at home versus Buffalo, the Cajuns visited Minnesota. Cajuns on their first drive. Zeon Chris delivers a pass to Peter LeBlanc, taps the toes down, gets the touchdown. Then, tied at sevens in the second quarter, Kenneth Almanderas puts Louisiana back on top with a 28-yard kick. 14-10 Minnesota. Chris zips one to the end zone. Rob Williams skies up for the score. Cajuns on top again. Under a minute in the first half. Ethan Kaliak Manis goes deep, and Tyrone Lewis Jr. comes down with it. Louisiana goes to halftime break with the lead. Third quarter, Zach Evans shoots through the middle and into the end zone. Homestanding Gophers on top again. Same quarter. Cajun Cam Whitfield shoots through the offensive line to sack Kaliak Manis. Then, fourth quarter, Minnesota is up 28-17. As a fourth down, Kaliak Manis finds Daniel Jackson, who sprints free to Adirk. Cajuns now down 35-17 with a fourth down. Jacob Cabote shaking through tackles, and he's got a lot of room to run. There's one gopher, cannot pull him down. Cabote gets into the end zone and scores. Cajuns, however, would lose 35-24. The team now 3-2 on the year. I'm proud of, uh, of our kids and the fight, you know, in this team. You know, kind of turning the ball over and, and offensively not really getting in a rhythm there in the second half was a difference in the game. We knew that. Uh, you know, knew that their offense was capable of eating up a lot of clock and, and, and holding the ball, and, and we knew that we were going to have to make all of our possessions count. Um, you know, we just weren't able to do that in the second half. So, uh, you know, got to do a better job in the second half and we got to come out and, and get some points on the board and finish some drives and things like that. And, and we just didn't, just didn't do it in the second half. So I got to do a good job coming out of halftime and making sure we got some stuff that'll work. And, um, you know, not, not a good enough job, you know, on my part. Um, our kids played extremely hard and I'm, I'm proud of them for it. Some of the stuff we did in the first half was good. We got we to build off of it and kind of bottle that up and, you know, and then certainly there's always things that, uh, you know, you wish you had back and there's always things that you're going to have to learn from. And, you know, we, we've, you know, it's just it's just tough, man, because, you know, we, we were in position, you know, at the end of the half to, to go out there and, and find a way to win this game. And just, you know, you know, it's just it's tough. You know, right now, those things are always hard as you're looking at it and thinking about all those things and hard to see a lot of good right now. Came out excited to play. Um, and. We're taking shots and, and um, you know, Zion was trusting us to to get open and make plays. And, and that's kind of what happened. And then, um, you know, I, I mean, we still had the energy and everything. I, I really can't even tell you what happened with the second half. I think um still think we played well. I think we, we could have won, but just have to play better uh, towards the back end of the game, you know. There we know we got to work on finishing second half as a team anyway. We just we just knew we had to put it together one game. We tried to this game, it just didn't work out for us. On the volleyball, not the best start of conference play for the Cajuns at home. Swept by Troy in both games last week. They now take to the road against Arkansas State. Head coach Christy Gray. 
The road win is going to be great for us, so it would be a great reset. I think fortunately for us, we've spent the majority of our preseason on the road, so it's not foreign to our girls. And so I think it's, it's something that they're going to be able to handle. Game one, set one in that game. Kara Barnes, the emphatic kill there. In the same set, Maya Wilson, a kill of her own. Cajuns would win set one. Then, second set, Shia Richardson, not shy about the spike. Cajuns would win set two. Then, set three, Yamamoto sends one to Arkansas State. They couldn't be sent back. One of two Cajun aces. Then, match point, Wilson shuts the door. Cajuns respond after being swept with a three-set sweep of their own. Game two, Saturday, tied at 27 in the first set. Kemi Hicks gets the kill over the net and then set point Sienna to Canberra with an ace ending set one for the Cajuns then one set all in the third Shire Richardson would apply the nice touch Louisiana wins set three Cajuns with match point in the fourth set Mia Yamamoto the ace for the ender Cajuns win in four sweep the series against the Red Wolves Cajun soccer split their week last week, a win at Old Dominion, home loss to ULM. Only one game this week, a Saturday contest versus James Madison at home. Coach Chris McBride on this game week and the preparations for it. Good. It gives us a chance to train throughout the week, but not train too much when you play on a Sunday. Sometimes going for seven days uh, can really wear on the athletes. So uh, going on a Saturday is one less day. We'll still be able to get a lot of work in this week and make some adjustments uh, on what we've done over the last week and where we need to make some tweaks in order to improve for Saturday. Uh, so I think it gives us perfect preparation in order to go through and get ready for the game. So the aforementioned game, we'll see what had happened in the afternoon between the Cajuns and ODU. Five minutes in, Monarchs on the move. Shea Collins finds the back of the net for her third goal of the year, 1-0 to the visitors. Six minutes later, Amanda Atanasi beats the goalkeeper there of the Cajuns, doubling the JMU lead. It's Atanasi's fifth goal of the year. Then, 21 minutes on the clock. Swayabatu Muhammad rockets one in for the third Monarch goal. Old Dominion blanks the Cajuns four goals to nil. After the break on Inside Cajun Nation, we're going to take a look at the non-conference schedules for men and women's basketball. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Inside Cajun Nation, welcome back. Cajun basketball, men's and women's, their seasons open up November 6th in the Cajun Dome. Non-conference schedules are out for both squads. The men will have an exhibition against UT Tyler October 30th, then their first official contest is against Youngstown State November 6th. The Cajuns will host Louisiana College, Loyola of Louisiana, and Eastern Kentucky. They will face Toledo, Samford, LaTeX, McNeese State, and Rice on the road. Louisiana will also take part in the Gulf Coast Showcase in Fort Myers, Florida. Last year, the Cajuns won the Sun Belt Conference Tournament and reached the NCAA Tournament. As for the women, their season starts November 6th, hosting Spring Hill College. Louisiana will have road games at defending champion LSU, UNO, and Auburn. And they will also take on a MAC school in February to be determined. The Cajuns will host Kent State, Nichols, Xavier of Louisiana, Loyola of Louisiana, Lamar, and LSU Shreveport. 
All Cajun women's home games are free to the public all season long. And if you have the hankering for some Cajun softball this fall, you're going to have three opportunities to do so at Lampson Field. Louisiana is going to play six exhibition games starting October this month. Cajuns will play home and home contests with LSU Eunice, McNeese, and Southeastern Louisiana. Louisiana will host LSU Eunice on October 10th, Southeastern October 25th, and McNeese November 3rd. The Cajuns are defending Sunbelt regular season and conference tournament champs and reached the Super Regional round last season. After the break, Dr. Brian Maggard talks Cajun athletics. This is Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome into Cajun Nation. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for staying up with us. Join us. We're honored to have our special guest this week. It's Dr. Brian Maggard, the head of the University of Louisiana Athletics and uh, Athletics Director. And uh, Dr. Maggard, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate you and uh, always look forward to chatting with you. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me. Let, let's talk about this. Uh, the fall season's kind of kicked off. Mm -hmm. uh, everything was so successful a year ago. Uh, the expectations always continue to rise. You guys have done a phenomenal job of, of kind of uh, setting the bar at a high level. Uh, talk about the, the excitement for, for fall and, and what's coming up. Yeah, I think, first of all, we've gotten off to a great start, you know, between football, volleyball, and women's soccer. Um, you know, I had a volleyball team who beat number 18, Rice, uh, swept them in Houston. We had our soccer team get off to the best start in program history, and certainly football um, is off to the great start. So. I think it's just, you know, the fall sports time is around us and you can feel a vibe in the air no matter where you're at, I think. And certainly we saw a great turnout last week at our first home football game. And I think people are just excited to get out and about and uh, take in some college athletics. Ready for a little cooler temperatures. Great move by no going 7.30 to, uh, <laughs> to beat the heat, so yeah. to speak, uh, against Northwestern State. Yeah, that, I think that helped. Yeah. Um, you know, we just was most concerned about that direct sun on our fan base and as it turned out you know we had that lightning delay at 7 p.m. Mm. so it was really nice to not have started at 6:30, had to have stopped and then go on so really at the end of the day it only cost us about 15 minutes um, but no I think it all worked out very well we had a great crowd and appreciate the fan support one of the, the you know kind of the staples of your job is to kind of continually look ahead and, and see what, what's good for the for the university athletically and you know putting the schedule together and things mm -hmm. of that nature and I've told coach Des this I think this year's schedule really bodes well I might have to told you that as yeah. well but I, I like the way this schedule sets up I think there's a lot of opportunity for success when we're talking about football right I don't think there's any question about that I think the non-conference schedule is tough enough to really test us. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to have to play well to win these games. We know that. And, uh, but you've got a premier brand in Buffalo coming to Lafayette, Louisiana, and then we go to Minnesota. And that's a game that we think we can be competitive in, as if not go out there and win. And that's, mm -hmm. that's going to be our, our uh, aspiration to do that. So I think to your point, uh, it is set up nicely, but we are going to have to execute. We're going to have to play well. But I think the talent is there. We've got a good team. They're still young, but they're very athletic and they're very hardworking. Uh, 
Look, I, I know uh, it's year two for Coach Dez. Are, are you impressed with, with the way he handles himself? I, I really kind of am. I, I, I've known him as a high school coach. I, co I covered him in high school football yeah. when he played at Catholic High. I, I, I am kind of impressed with mm -hmm. his character and the way he handles himself. Yeah, there's no doubt. Mike Desimo is a man of high character and high integrity. And his coaching leadership has impressed me really even more than what I thought it would be. Uh, I had very high expectations for him. Obviously, I do. He has for himself, but uh, his coaching leadership last year in particular showed me a lot about him as a man, uh, and uh, I look forward to the future with Mike Desimo. He's going to do some great things. Uh, since we're talking football, I, I, I want to ask you about this because there's, a, there's all kinds of change going on in college football right now. When you look at the landscape of, of what's happening in college football mm -hmm. with regards to the Pac-2 now, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. it's, just, it, it's just kind of really – who knows what's happening? How do you maneuver through that? And, and what is the, what's the plan for the Cajuns uh, kind of moving forward and yeah. the Sun Belt in general? Well, I think, you know, the Pac-12 change caught everybody off guard. Yeah. And it happened so fast, right? It was like almost overnight. Right. You had a Power Five conference decimate. Mm -hmm. um, I think the Sun Belt Conference uh, is well positioned. You know, we feel very good about where we are as both a university and a conference within the Sun Belt. And... Um, you know, I think we're just happy to be where we're at. We're, um, we feel like we've got a great competitive conference that is very regionally uh, designed. And we look forward to finding ways to continue to dominate this conference and make sure that we are positioned to have great success in all of our sport programs. And, and when you look at it, I mean, the Sun Belt really has been a, a, a it's not a power five, but it is a conference that has steadily grown over the years and in and, and, and this turmoil really has kind of been a steady ship. I think so. You know, yeah. we have absolutely over the past five years, let's say, I think the yeah. Sun Belt has really elevated, you know, its um, perception and, and really who it and we are as a conference. And I think most of that's been driven by the sport of football. We know that. And uh, we just want to make sure that as a conference, 14 institutions coming together, that one, you know, we stay together, but two, that we continue to invest in our athletic programs to continue to elevate our prowess. Good stuff. That's uh, Dr. Brian Maggard. He's going to stick around. He's going to join us uh, for another uh, segment as we roll on here on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back in 90 seconds on Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust here, Dr. Brian Maggard, the University of Louisiana Athletics Director, joining us uh, for a little conversation and had a chance to talk a little football. Um, some of the, I, I'm, I'm really impressed too with the volleyball program, the way, the way they started the season. You, you kind of alluded to it earlier, but uh, then they go to Texas Tech and, and, mm -hmm. and play well there as well. Right, you know, Coach Gray, you know, is in year three of this program and she's really finally starting, I think, get her system in place. Um, she's worked very hard, you know, on the recruiting trail, her and her staff, and I think we're starting to see the fruits of that labor. Uh, but it does take time, and we know that. Uh, but to your point, they seem to be a much more competitive team, both on defense and offense. Mm -hmm. I remember her telling us that, you know, going into the season, she felt very good about the defensive side of, of their team, but their offense has really performed well as well. And going into a place like Rice and sweeping, you know, the number 18 team in America, you know, is no small feat. That's the first time we've done that in 10 years. Yeah, that's impressive, no doubt about it. Uh, let's talk about some basketball because uh, of quite successful a year ago and just recently Coach Bob Moreland got an extension mm -hmm. and, and uh, 
just talk about that decision and what, what went into that. Obviously, uh, he he uh, he earned that. <laughs> right. You know, there's no doubt. I mean, anytime we win a conference championship, you know, we, we want to reward that success. Mm -hmm. And over a course of time, you know, Bob has really proven himself. He's a fine basketball coach and a, and a great man. And, um, you know, it's just a situation where we felt very good and comfortable, you know, with his coaching leadership as well. He runs a very clean program. You know, he's averaging, you know, I think it's a, a conference championship every four years right now. And the thing about basketball in the Sun Belt is there's not a lot of parity. I mean, there's teams are even across that board. And, yeah. you know, we continue to find ways to give ourselves the, the upper edge, if you will. But um, very proud of what Coach has accomplished during his time here. And we look forward to continue to support him and his staff and that program to find ways to win more championships. And I think I, I, Gary Broadhead's done a done a, a, a uh, and, and a yeoman's a yeoman's yes. effort job, if you will, uh, in in creating a program that's established success and kind of mm -hmm. trying to keep that success yeah. as well. Yeah, that's another program. You know, Coach Broadhead, in my opinion, is a staple. You know, in this yeah. in this uh, community in this culture, sure. right? He's a he's a Cajun through and through, and, right, right. and you know, I believe he's the winningest coach in women's basketball program history for yeah. us right now, and. Um, he continues to, to work very hard day in and day out to find ways to elevate that program as well. And so, I, again, I look forward to, you know, watching his success. Um, that's a team. I really encourage our community to come out and support them. Um, they're a team that plays extremely hard, very gritty on the defensive side of the ball. Um, he's hired uh, some new coaches over the past couple of years to elevate that offensive play a little bit even more. And uh, I look forward to his, uh, his run in the Sun Belt this year. I think we, we're going to make some noise. Yeah, I, I always enjoy uh, talking to him, and did not realize that he was a he was a farmer before he yeah, was that's a coach. Right. And no, no doubt. So I did yeah. a story with him last year about that. So very impressed with that. And uh, and I've been here a while. I, I, when he told me yeah. that, I was like, what? He's got he he and his family have a lot of history in this yeah, area. Right. For sure. Correct. Correct. Um, when you when you look at the landscape of of the Cajuns, I mean, you've done a phenomenal job as as kind of elevating the expectation level. Um, where do you see this program kind of moving forward in, in, yeah. in what, I guess, uh, everybody says five years, but yeah. in, the, in the near future? Yeah, let's take the next five to seven years. Yeah. I, I think that's a decent time frame in this industry to, to allow ourselves to have the time to, to move the needle, so to speak. I think first and foremost, you're going to see an elevation in our facilities, right? And uh, although we have some fantastic ones in, in place already with Russo Park and Lampson Park and, and the Student Athlete Performance Center, yeah. the Cajun Dome, you know, we're in really good shape, but obviously we know that uh, Cajun Field, really Lord Stadium, Our Lady of Lord Stadium, uh, our tennis complex, um, you know, and, and the baseball clubhouse, right? We have a baseball clubhouse that we really need to cap off the, the Russo Park design, sure. if you will. Um, I think you're going to see a, a concerted effort on all three of those fronts to make sure that we uh, get those facilities where they need to be. And then we just want to continue to elevate our profile uh, in the space of winning. We need to win, you know, and continue to win. We've done a good job of that, I think, but we can do better. We want to do better. And when you talk about elevating and, and moving that needle, so to speak, we don't know exactly where it's going to land right now with all of this landscape change that you mentioned sure, yeah. uh, in college football, right. per se. But, you know, my hope is that if the college football playoff system allows more teams to hit that playoff, being positioned in the Sun Belt Conference, a, a prime football conference, if we can find ways to win that year in and year out, or at least consistently, right, I think we have a chance to make one of those 12 playoff spots.
you know, if it stays at 12, yeah, right? Sure. Even if it goes down to eight, I think we might have an opportunity depending on how they allocate those spots. But um, so I think, you know, continuing to elevate our profile at the national level, is something we want to do. We want to finish, you know, these facility upgrades that we have. George, I think once we do that, you know, we're just going to continue to continue to rise, you know, in the space of college athletics. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to, to seeing the to kind of the renovation and the, and yeah. the upgrade of, uh, of Cajun Field yeah. as well. I, I think a lot of fans, that, that's kind of there on the top of their mind. And it should be. It should yeah, be because yeah. it's been talked about for a long time. Right, and, right. and look, there's nobody more impatient than me. But, um, <laughs> okay. you know, good to know. Everything, everything <laughs> happens yeah. when it's supposed to happen. And um, I'm very excited that, you know, if and when we roll this, this out, I think our community is going to be very excited about it. But I think it's going to be something they're going to be very proud of. Yeah. Because of that, I think that, uh, that stadium is going to be a staple, not only in our community, but in Acadiana and for Acadiana. And uh, when we get there, I'm looking forward to uh, being able to share, you know, with, with everybody, not just locally, but nationally. Because when you do roll things like that out nationally, again, that continues to put the spotlight on you it continues to elevate your profile and that's what we want to keep doing and you, th there's a way to do that i mean obviously you have the rcaf and, mm -hmm. and people can can continually to uh, be a part of that and where do they need to go to do stuff like you that? know if you just go to ragingcajuns.com yeah. you know you look up top click on rcaf we've made it very simple we've really done an overhaul on our website you know that's an easy access point certainly you know with mobile phones these days right. you can do the same thing but look, you know, we've always talked about this whenever we're together. You know, the, a, a key to our success, right, is engagement. You know, we need this community to engage with us. We need to engage with our community. We know that. And so the two easiest ways to do that is to attend our events. So it's either buying season tickets or single game tickets and supporting us through the RCAF. For as little as $50 a year, you can be an RCAF member. And um, that's like $4.17 a month on a recurring credit card charge, yeah. and we'll take that. Um, but I think that's how we get people engaged. And uh, that, that, those types of investments multiplied by thousands, Can that's a difference maker. Yeah, and, um, but we want to do that, but at the same time, we know we have to engage back. We want to make sure that whether it's our student athletes, giving back to the community and our coaches and staff, you know, for three years running now, we've led the Sunbelt Conference in student-athlete community service hours. And that's a, that's a testament to our student-athletes and our coaches getting out and volunteering their time in this community. And so we know that's a way for us to engage. At the same time, we want to make sure that we provide a great customer experience. That's something that we, you know, we pay attention to every single event. And after an event, we quality control it to make sure, you know, we're correcting the things that we may not have gotten right. Right. Dr. Magna, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, always a pleasure to chat with you. And uh, thank you guys for staying up with us and, and uh, being a part of Inside Cajun Nation. We'll see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.